0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at Soundtalentmedia.com.
1: Smithers, huh? turn on the surveillance monitors. Yes, sir. Mm. It's worse than I thought. It's morning
2: at night. They trickle through the gate. They go home early. They come in late, reeking of cheap liquor, they stumble
1: through the day, never give a thought to honest work for honest pay. I know it shouldn't vex me, I shouldn't take it hard, I should ignore their capering with a keenly disregard, but look, look at all those idiots. idiots, oh look at all those boobs, an office full of morons,
3: a factory full of fools, is it any wonder that I'm singing? Welcome.
4: To Axe to Grind The Hardcore Podcast I'm Patrick
3: I'm Bob And I'm Tom
4: And today we're going to discuss uh, What you come here for Which is hardcore But before we begin Let's talk a little bit about our sponsors
1: uh, Run for Cover Records Deathwish Inc. Closed Casket Activities And To Live a Lie Records um, Big shout out to all four of them <clears throat> They have been supporting us for a long time They've stayed supporting us through a weird, turbulent year. And instead of recommending any one record, we're just taking a second to say a giant thank you to all of them and to kind of encourage you to go support them. Uh, None of them are in trouble. All of them are doing fine. But it's really important the stuff they do for hardcore, for music in general, etc., um, sometimes it 's really thankless. I think this is year this has been an interesting and somewhat thankless year for anyone who's whose business involves mailing things not great mm. um, so these are our labels who have been doing stuff for any myriad of years uh doing great stuff. check out something new if you haven 't gotten anything or there 's nothing that 's striking your fancy. Some of them have gift cards, and uh, that's a very helpful thing to do as well. Um, you guys, I mean, I'm, I'm rambling, but anything you guys want to say in thanks to our four fearless sponsors?
3: <clears throat> yes, I think <clears> – <throat> excuse me. Sorry. Um, I mean, I think there's something for everybody in any kind of across the spectrum of punk and hardcore music. Um, I think we're really lucky to have the sponsors that we do have. Mm-hmm. um and thank you to all of those folks but just like i think it's sort of like all that is good with punk and hardcore in 2020 and beyond is sort is sort of represented by one and all of these labels fact
4: yeah i just want to say thank you for another Well, wow, we're all struggling uh, as i know I've got on, like guys
1: these... come on get the well, water here, there's
4: here, the air quality is supposed to be at its like absolute worst because some weird Santa Ana thing or something. Mm, but like, mm.
1: uh, shout
4: out to our, shout out to the sponsors. Thank you for another year of being very supportive of us, uh, and we hope that in some in the in the way that we are able, we're very supportive of you.
1: Thank you. One last time in 2020, Tom, uh, there's a promo code you can enter on any of these sites. That is is? Axe to grind. And Patrick, what do you got to do with it? spell it out thank you um you know this weird year uh dark year and um it's terrible to have to say goodbye to people tom uh i leave the floor to you i appreciate it um yeah i mean it's been
3: a pretty tough year for for everyone um but yeah as you've heard us argue for the last eight months or so um but A friend of mine and a friend of a lot of probably the listeners and um, a really important part of, like, New York hardcore, Rich McLaughlin, passed away um, the night before or the day before we're recording this. Um, Came as a real shock. Um, You know, doesn't matter what happened, quite honestly, but um, he was, like, an incredibly kind person. Like, he's... <clears throat> like if you look at you know all the pictures and stuff from like all the inserts and shit you're like that is a bad fucking guy like that's a tough dude man like god damn it like you know I'm gonna steer clear of that guy and then you meet him and he was like legitimately one of the nicest human beings I've ever met treated everyone you know old, young and old like you know still loved hardcore treated everybody as a fucking equal you know you know he would have in jokes with Justin and I Justin would bust his balls about him wearing like jorts and just like we'd have all these, like you know, and he was just like down for a conversation, and it wasn't, you know, I think in New York it's not. Folks aren't always the most um, welcoming, you know, and like, and he was always sort of like, you know, he would treat you like you were old long lost pals every time you saw him, and you know, I got to see Killing Time last play in January of of this year. I mean, little did we know um, that was the last time I saw um, Vinny Value, and the last time I got to see Rich. So, I mean, fuck, I mean, if God know, you know, if we would have known what the hell would have happened in the ensuing months, you know, think, you know, hopefully we might have acted different or whatever, but um, I just want to say, like, rest in peace to him, you know, love to his family, um, love to his bandmates in Breakdown and Killing Time, and just like his friends in Hardcore, because, like, you, you can't find anybody to really have, you know, an, a, uh, a bad word to say about the guy, and in, in Punk and in Hardcore, that's... Pretty fucking rare. Um, Definitely. And I think anyone who's had any interaction with him are like, this guy's like the nicest dude in the world. Like, he was an amazing, amazing guy, super talented, super smart, really funny. Um, and we'll miss him terribly. So thank you. Yeah. Um,
1: thank you, Tom. <clears throat> I and mean, if uh, you heard
3: the bass lines on the break,
1: breakdown demo, that's him. I know. It's like fucking so good. Like, so good. It's it's more important, like you said, you paint it out, uh, you lose a person, you know. Yeah, of course, and, yeah. But boy, I, I didn't know the man, and um, just being a fan of Breakdown and Killing Time, I'm sure Patrick shares the same. It's it's always a shame when you see people leave, especially from a small world like this. So, yeah, um, young
3: guy too, you know. So, be nice to each other. Treat you know, look out for each other. This is a really fucking hard year. Next year is not going to be a walk in the park either. So, like, check in on your friends you know if just you know you never know you never know
1: yeah and there's another one coming uh guys let's uh let's conduct the normal circus-like atmosphere we have um thank you the song plays in my head more than uh twice a week um so today we're doing uh end of a year lists so we're going to talk about the worst end of year things that happened. Um, Patrick's old band, and right. uh, that's, mm. that's what this whole exercise is, right? Yeah, I mean, that's what I prepped. Yeah, okay. I don't like that. So let's start with the warm demo. It's bad. It's like really bad. <laughs> it's lukewarm. <laughs> they did a shirt. This is has to be from the white belt era of Patrick, which is probably the one Tom who submitted some sort of a year end list to Brooklyn vegan. Right,
3: probably it was like and, I'm above this.
1: Yeah, it was like um, it was like they were desperate to be on three one G. It was a black shirt that I think they only made in youth medium, youth large, and and what they called youth extra large, which was really just small shirts, pink with that like bad font on it. And uh, you know, I don't, know. Patrick, do you remember the shirt?
4: This is a Hans issue. <laughs> I uh, I can only take so much accountability here.
1: Well, you were kind of, you know, the Spock rock. Yo, uh, so we're doing our year-end lists. Um, um, uh, uh, For Patrick's, you can just head over to brooklynvegan.com backslash Patrick-Kindlin. Listen,
4: Listen, here's what I did. I uh, fed them the fake list, and we're getting the real list.
1: Tom, how do you feel about that explanation? I think it's bullshit, but I think
3: (laughs) Um, in honor of Rich McLaughlin, that's what I like to call a backtrack Oh, (laughs) because this motherfucker got caught out there stretching the truth, stretching the truth, fucking telltale. This motherfucker posted like I have to find out that the guy that we do a podcast with who we planned on doing the best of 2020 with, I have to find out. That when Taylor Young tweets it, like, look, Pat's saying nice things about things. <laughs> to find out that this fucking schmuck went and did it and chopped us
1: off at the knees. You're Yo, you endless list behind my back, stretching the stretching truth. Stretching the truth. Why can't what, you listen, keep right? your mouth shut on brooklynvegan.com? Yeah.
4: You guys act like uh, like I, I'm running around with my guma. Uh, I simply... Gave a well, list hi, that that was last time I gave us a list and you guys said there was too much rap on it. It seemed half. It seemed I, don't know half if that, I don't know
3: if that was the quote. No, I don't think that was it. I think it was we like to call it – unless the rap was called half-assed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't because like if you're if you want to name me twenty good hip hop records this year, be happy to hear it. But it was something like you're like you got to class like five minutes after the bell and you're like oh shit we had stuff to do today. And like, you know, shit out a list. I don't know, of I don't know if things. that's
4: a provable accusation. I'm just going to say that. Maybe, maybe, maybe that was my best effort. Who can
3: tell? I mean, if that's your best effort, man, who's we need to, to get say.
1: Who's to say? Um, I did think of variant ways to do year-end lists. I actually have thought about this, and maybe we'll do it for next year. We'll kind of do it in a different way. Because I like to do the new music that we all like. That's kind of the spirit of what we're doing today, folks. Um, as as many of you know, we try to do this every year. Actually, our very first episode, uh, which was recorded, um, let's see, today is the 23rd. So it was recorded just under three years ago. Our first episode was recorded December 26th. I think it was wow. recorded the day after Christmas. I believe so, in that yeah weird studio place that's right um the the the, the house though like it was a studio a in someone's yeah. kitchen basically um yeah with that the was dog an- and a sick girlfriend yes yes and so that was and we did our year end 2017 lists um so it's a little bit of a tradition so uh thank you for joining us but i thought about it, i was like you know especially because 2020 is weird 2021 is gonna be fucking weird just prepare people um And also there's a different thing that happens. And I think it happens for all three of us a lot is that in any given calendar year, none of the three of us, and I'm very thankful for this are the types who keep a running list of our favorite records. No, there are people out there respect to you. If you do that, it feels weird to me, but that's just because I am who I am. That said in the course of any given year, all three of us discover, rediscover, fall in love with, fall out of love with old records, new records, records from two years ago, records from a year ago. That I'm like, damn, sure. this is sick. So maybe next year we do something like that where we build in the records we fell in love with this year. Uh, yeah, because like that's what we want to most, whatever it was. Exactly. And and yeah. like we're not going to algorithm, but it's like just the shit that like, you know, there might be shit that, that I played a lot, but it's not. It's just like, oh, that was cool. Or I was listening – like, yo, we listen – end up listening to stuff all the time for a reason, you know, for this podcast. Yeah, yeah. So uh, (laughs) it throws up my algorithm pretty good. (laughs) Talking about like – it's funny. Like, So
3: I listen to primarily wrestling podcasts Mm -hmm. because I'm a dork and I like wrestling and whatever. Cool. But – I don't watch it anymore. I pretty much just listen to people talk about it because I just can't watch it anymore because some of it's unwatchable. Mm. And, like, there's a guy who um, runs the network that our buddy Kevin was on.
1: Oh, yeah. Shout out. Right. Shout out, Kevin Hare, New homeowner. Congratulations.
3: So this dude literally buys a brand new notebook every year, beginning of every year. Uh-huh. And as he watches stuff, if he feels it might hit his 10 best – Oh, he writes um, it down. He writes it down. Then he revisits his list at the end of the year. And, like, he'll watch those things again and be like, yeah, I, I gave that four and a half stars. That was only four. And he goes through. <laughs> 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 Yo. Which, so- I mean, is incredible. Because, quite honestly, and we always talk about this, you know, this shit that pops off in January and February. When I'm thinking about shit in, in December, I'm, I may not even remember that. There are records oh, yeah. on my oh, list yeah. Oh, yeah. that you're going to be like, oh, shit, that was this year? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it's fucking. Because time is weird, and this year of all times,
1: mm-hmm.
3: it was fucking even weirder.
1: Yo, do you guys know? Uh, uh, shout out to Dave Murphy, friend of the pod. Hey, Dave. Um, do you guys know people who keep or who had like calendars, and they'd keep like basically write down the shows they went to. Either they'd write it down as a reminder that hey, this is coming up, but they'd keep track of it. Um, I I always was kind of like, that's weird. And now I'm
3: fucking jealous. Exactly. I I saw him post one. Our uh, mutual friend, Barry, um, Mm -hmm. who was from the New Brunswick area, who now lives on California. He did that full transparency. And you guys can make fun of me for this. I literally had maybe the first 200 indecision shows.
1: Oh, sick. A list of every. Mm -hmm.
3: So literally like the date where we played, who Mm -hmm. we played with. And here's where it gets real dorky. This might be, like, really, like, some people might, oh, that's sweet. Some people might be like, that's psychotic. So if if the show was good and we got a good reaction, I would bold the date.
4: <laughs> I like that.
3: I like it. Mad it. dorky. And I found some of them. I actually have the Word document here. I will
1: send you some just <laughs> for your perusal. Yo, uh, shout out to the people. Yo, that's, I know other people and other bands who've done that. And if you are in a band or starting a band, uh, do that. It's cool. It is weird. Shit. I mean, uh, we've talked about it. If you go to the Cold Cave website, Wes has a very thorough document of all the, I think all the shows he's ever played. Right. All yeah, the cool. and stuff. I mean, it's it, that shit is cool. I, yeah. Yes, there are, are dorky elements, but like. Also, I'm a dude who used to, when I was nine playing Tecmo Super Bowl, used to keep the records of the seasons I played. So whatever. And think about, you know, we were able to look back and be like,
3: you know, this show in 1982 when it was SSD and minor of Threat and the Necros. Like, it's like, that's kind of cool that you have all this information that you're like. Yes. This is history. We're living history as as corny as that may be. But like, you'll be psyched when you're fucking, believe me, as an elder statesman. You'll be stoked to know like – remember when we first recorded that like first EP and like so-and-so brought their GoPro or like filmed it for a little bit? You're going to be stoked to have that stuff. There was that French guy who was helping him. This guy Pierre and this other dude that – he must have been on meth because he didn't seem to remember anything.
4: We're Uh, still on this?
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Patrick, um, what uh, what is something that you have at a point in your life unduly archived or kept track of? I'm assuming it's not a lot, but I I might be surprised.
4: Uh, There is a game called Star Control. Mm -hmm. It is a a computer game that uh, you explore a star system. And so you're you're talking about like 200 stars or so, and each one of those has some number of planets in it.
1: Yeah, it's like a combination strategy game, uh, one-to-one ship combat simulator.
4: Exactly. And... uh, at one point I uh, cataloged all the coordinates of the stars that uh, had any sort of resources in their solar systems. And we're talking about, we're talking about pages and pages. I also, this one's particularly weird. I also counted the number of uh, location changes in the movie, the thing. Mm. Uh, Now now somebody's first instinct would be to say that there's no location changes. It all takes place on a a, two spots, uh, one ice one uh station and and another uh compound that burned down and that's the only locations but uh my goal was to see how many times in the film you actually changed rooms or yeah, know, any sure. type of locale like that because uh and it's m- way higher than you'd think it's like 80 times that uh, we were in different places.
1: That's f- well so so I guess our point is uh go in on shit y- you like something Fucking dive the well. That said, who would like to start? I think we've done this traditionally where we run down. I think I like that more for this activity than doing roundtable I'm happy to start if you guys want me to.
3: Sure, I'll go last. Mine is um pretty substantial. So I'll go cool, cool, last.
1: cool. Um so I have a list, it's not ten, it's more than ten. Uh, Tom, I think you said it prior to recording. We, I, sometimes we do countdowns. Sometimes sometimes I feel like, yo, I have a, this was my favorite record of the year moment. Um, this year, I don't totally have that feeling, though there's some I feel stronger about than others. So we're not going to do traditional. There's
3: no hierarchy in this.
1: To that, thank you. Right. Um, so uh, kind of outside of my top 10, um, or the 10 I picked to kind of highlight, I want to give shout outs to. The Military Gun, My Life is Over, single. Um, If that had more songs on it, I guarantee it would have uh, definitely been included because it's a fantastic record. And that's a band I am most excited for their 2021 output. I'm very amped to see where they go. Mind force Swinging Swords, Chopping Lords. Um, It's great. What can I say? I feel like it was a natural extension off Excalibur. It gave me more of something I love. I am so thrilled at the idea of them doing more material. They did that Reign of Terror single this year as well. Um, it's just an incredible band with a lot of room to grow musically, even beyond where they are now. So uh, psyched on that. Uh, the Punitive Damage We Don't Forget single, three songs. Uh, Yo, know, you're a fast, like very aggressive punk hardcore band you want to know the way to my heart give me three songs that just blast by and leave me going oh shit more of that Um, I think they're from the northwest member of regional justice center some other bands I think there's part of kind of like a big eclectic group of people doing lots of different music and I fuck with that Uh, this is a band who I am hoping to see more from next year as well Heavy discipline, self-titled LP, twelve-inch, whatever it is on Painkiller, uh, awesome, Stompy, hard, hardcore from Pittsburgh. Uh, really liked the seven-inch that came out before, and I think they stepped it up on that. Uh, Self Defense did their digital single series. Um, I I th- think I'm openly a fan of Self Defense Family. Uh, Patrick's clearly a friend here, co-host, co-worker as well, but um, I think the Jesus of Nazareth single they released is really, really high-water mark, and it's infrequent that you can recommend a 10-minute-long song to people as a, hey, uh, you should check this out because this might be a good entry point to this band, Um, but that's what they did. And I want to give a big shout-out to the Renee Hartfelt discography uh, that 6131 just put out. I think it came out around Black Friday. Uh, that's a band I love. I could talk about a lot. Um, Beautiful job on that, too. <laughs> looks awesome. Um, yeah. yeah, Well-deserved. They are a band who is the definition of post-hardcore. I was a champion for them then. Um, I am remain a champion for them now. They were criminally underrated. They were probably... Look, this might sound crazy to people, but there was a time where Quicksand wasn't revered as a God-level band. They had, they've had, they always had their fans. You know, like, let me be very clear. But within hardcore, they were seen as something that wasn't necessarily canonical. Now it feels almost impossible to think of it that way um, because they're so important. And a band like Renee Hartfelt was taking these strings from bands like Sam I Am, bands like Quicksand, bands like Rival Schools, bands like Failure, and <clears throat> they were doing their own thing with that sound. Uh, I really loved it. I still love it. I think the Renee Hartfelt LP is untouchable, and the EP that came before it's great. You get some bonus tracks, so check that record out. To my favorite records of the year. A record I realize we haven't talked about on this podcast, and you know, I, I want to see if you guys have heard it or given it a shot. The End It EP one way track. Baltimore band. That's actually on my list. Yo, it's fantastic. That band rules. It's it's fantastic. Patrick, I encourage you to check it out. I think it's got a lot of New York. I think it's got a lot of the, the Baltimore DNA that's swirled. It is drenched with personality. It's fantastic it vocally hits points of Bedard, a little Chaka, that kind of thing, but more so just like, it's got that depth of voice and then just personality bursting at the seams. So, uh, I, I love it. And I'm, this is a band musically chops and they rip and they're doing some different stuff musically, despite the fact that like, I think you can mosh for all their songs, which is a good sign. Um, yeah, there's fast parts. It's like it's it's not. Be, it's
3: it's almost like to me. It feels like a, uh, you know, like a kindred spirit to like what like regulate does. Mm, mm-hmm. Like it's
1: got like fast hardcore parts, but it also yep. has like groovy like mosh parts. Yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of rhythm. There's a lot of yeah. groove, and there's also kind of um, a little dish of 9, a little like it's yeah. Like, it's it's it's. it's It's like married to the 80s NYHC sound, but with plenty of 90s flavor. Um, And then, you know, when I say that, like, there's a lot of bands who've done that. And I think that End It just brings so much personality that it just, it puts it, it puts it not just a step, but like a solid couple steps over a lot of other bands trying to do similar work, you know? So uh, big shout out on that. Um, I'm just running through here. The Kariki self-titled OP. Uh, uh, I need to
3: give that more of a more of a
1: deal. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Um, uh, people who are maybe not familiar, uh, Ian, Amy, and I forget the other third, but um, it's I think it's two thirds of Fugazi. Two two of the three players were in Fugazi. It's and, Joe, right? The bass player. Yeah. Joe, Joe Lally. Joe Lally and, yeah. uh, and, and Amy, uh, Amy
3: is on drums. Yep. From Mecha Normal.
1: Yes. And it's excellent. It's just <sighs> a record that has quiet moments and is never not mecha, musically not abrasive still feels biting and aggressive at points. And that's where I'm most impressed is that there's points when you listen to this record and It feels undeniably passionate. It feels interesting. And we talk about it a lot. And I think Patrick identifies this really well. And I think it's something that people should think about when, when records feel distant or uh, emotionally unavailable, this record does not feel that way. The way that a lot of the Fugazi material did, Uh, this record does feel very personal and, um, yeah, it pulls you in. I think it's a fantastic record and very unique. The Pillars of Ivory, I'm going to include both of the demos, the Genesis and Exodus demos. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh, you, you please speak to it, too, if you got it on your list. Yeah. But um, the reason this is high, well, higher, you know, whatever. The reason I want to give this more shine is because it's really creative. Um Mixing hardcore and hip hop or sampling or or doing different things with it is no new thing. This is something bands have been doing for, uh, you know, (laughs) going on 30 years. That said, there's a really unique flavor to this. There's a unique style. I actually think the way Aaron and Jay's vocals uh, intermingle has a really cool texture. I think yeah. the way they release them where it's single track on streaming encourages you to listen to the whole thing and man, that's just a cool experience. I just I I I get so much out of that that I, I feel like it's a cool template because it's just like, yo, I'm really You get the full Right. Jay's working and puts those beats and samples
3: and stuff together between songs. If you're like, you know, on to the next song, you if you, you don't hear it for any, its entirety, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not like when it, we, when he first started talking about this and we were going back and forth about that. And I was like, when I think of that, I think of um, Holy Name. Yep. yep. Well, like when it was first released, I'm like, I'm like. On
1: CD, it was one track. Yeah.
3: Oh, God. I was like, fuck, you know. But I think this totally makes sense because it's kind of like you're listening to like a mixtape show. That's right. It's ben a happen con- to be playing hardcore songs in between the rap songs.
1: It's it's and and the it's a continuous flow. You're supposed to consume right. it like that. And that's right. That's kind of, you know, I'm not going to say this is. It, it's done with intent, and that kind of thing really excites me creatively. And I, I think that it's just a very exciting creative thing. And and I just encourage that for people, um, just in general. Uh, uh, the chain reaction figurehead LP which is our buddies from Belgium. You got that on your list too, Tom? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. Um, let's just, I mean, so this is Bjorn from rise and fall singing <laughs> musically. This is not rise and fall. No musically. More this New York, is more New York, but it's still, there's just not the metal leanings that you get with rise and fall, but it still has this kind of like churn to it that I would say, like, you could be a fan of 2000s era hardcore and really go into this. Or if you're somebody who loved Rise and Fall, you should check this out. Yeah. Or at the same time, like, this is hard enough that I think someone who's kind of coming to hardcore from the more metalcore or deathcore side of things, but is finding dribs and drabs of faster stuff that they like. I think this might end up being an interesting entry point for people. Let me continue here. Um, The Dame self-titled LP. Uh, I love this record a lot. If you made me pick one record on my list here that I know I'll be listening to in 10 years, I think that might be it. Uh, It is post-punk. It is goth-ish. It is unexpected and like... Catchy, it's got moments that remind me of Susie and the Banshees. It's got these like punk flares and eccentricities that, like, you won't find anywhere else on my list, but I dare you to find them other places in music. Um, it feels really informed by late 70s punk, early 80s kind of goth ish, etc. And then even some of the vocal, like <sighs> vocal, playful and kind of jabby lyrics that you catch in some of the the like classic Riot Girl material. Um, cool. I, I love this record, and I think, yeah, yeah. I, if if anything I said seemed interesting, you should listen to it. Um, the Big Cheese Punishment Park LP. Fuck, that's on yours. Well, so speaking of breakdown, well, here you go. I'll keep my mind short and let you go further. No, in. no, no. Um, that's fine. This is awesome. Yes, it is. Personally, maybe my second or third favorite triple B record of all time. Um, wow. Yeah, I, I I really like it. It's it's a record I found myself going back to. The first time I listened, I was like, "This is cool." I kind of like. At first, I didn't, there's no dismissal, but I was like, this is cool. I think I know what this is. And then I continued to listen and kept reaching for it and go, wow, this has got a lot of breakdown DNA, but it's informed by all of the other 80s NYHC and they're doing things. And I'm like, and it made me start cycling through and going, wow, would breakdown have written an LP like this? No, No. but like, but there's, there's like, leads on it that feel great and they're just doing these different drum uh, like repetitions and things that are just like unbelievably memorable and like still keeping it all housed under this like classic NYHC feel. Yeah, This is also what I would say is my favorite of the like UK hardcore since the, the new wave of British hardcore came along. Uh, this is my favorite LP. I think it's fucking fantastic. Uh, I'm going to stay in the UK and go with the Chubby and the Gang Speed Kills record. I think I might be the only person of the three of us that's going to throw this one in here. However, I it. yeah, what I was going to say is if you have dismissed this record as purely pub rock, there's a different entry point because I can see why if someone's like, yo, I, I don't want to, I, I don't want to pub rock uh, the night away here. Um, that they, they might think, oh, this record's not for me. If you feel like that, <clears throat> I encourage you to start with the song Speed Kills. Um, I encourage you to go to the song The Rise and Fall of the Gang. Um, and there's a few other tracks on here that are just ripping uh, kind of punk hardcore tracks that might be enough to pull you in. Now, that said... There might be other songs, including ones that follow directly after that push you away. But um, there's a reason this record is now a hard to get record, that it already got reissued and it was only released in February of this year. It's uh, awesome. Um, And I've only got a few left here. Spy, Service Weapon. I think I've bigged up this a bunch. There's something about it that reminds me of the DYS song, Open Up, uh, with this like deep bass tone. Uh, I can't wait for what this band has to do. They are doing, they're involved in some other projects. I big up the band world peace. I think one of the guys is in that band. This record is like a mosher record. It's hard. It's super aggressive. I I think everybody should check it out. And um, yeah, Uh, going quickly here to the drows dance in the decay um again a record aesthetically that appears it's all black and white you might think what is this a crust record no it's a noisy hardcore record full on with mosh parts some experimental stuff that i think really reflects the band and what they're going for i um i've known i've been a drowse fan for for <laughs> close to the entirety existence of the band and i want to shout out to dude Evan and I want to shout out to dude Mikey who've been a part of it from jump, um, because they just put together an LP that like blew my mind. I I was so impressed with it. It's exactly what I want. They do a lot of stuff with mid tempo, hardcore and fast, hardcore, but are able to do these cool tempo shifts, um, that make it stand out. And I think it's, uh, yeah, it's excellent. And my last record that, um, man, I feel like I've been talking forever is the lethal means zero sum game LP, uh, just came out on not for the week records. I've been listening to it for a little bit. Reminds me so much of the band severed head of state or totalitar. It's got these like Swedish hardcore roots in the sound, but also kind of beefy. And I think production wise, uh, if you're someone who likes a strong production, like, This record is thick and pummeling. Um, I love it. And I think I actually think this is the one I was going to recommend most to you, Patrick. I think this record could catch you uh, when you're looking for something that's dirty, but still has like a high level of competency and the guitar. Like this is a record that if you're a tragedy patch band, you should check this band out. If you love Dead Heat and uh, Mindforce, you should check this band out. Lethal means zero sum game. Lethal means. All right. Yo. Yo. A lot of talking.
4: Yeah. Does that mean it's my turn?
1: Pass the mic to Patrick.
4: Uh, Good list. And obviously, I think uh, there's going to (laughs) be significant crossover.
3: Yeah. Um, He gave you the uh, the verbal equivalent of like a pat on the butt when you're coming in the dugout. Yeah. Yeah. Good
4: good set. We'll we'll, we'll
1: think of it like a Bash Brothers, like uh, forearms kind of thing. Sure. Sure. I mean he's he is on steroids.
4: Yeah, precisely. How are the so, gains
1: going? Are you lifting uh, at home while you're solo or what?
4: Yeah, I've got my core is pretty nasty. I, I I'll uh I invite people to try me on my core.
1: How are your cum gutters? It's um,
4: so, yeah, well, it, so as you know, I'm sorry, I won't take long with this. As you know, I put on a little bit of weight and that is uh, very frustrating cuz you start noticing things that you never noticed before like dudes that got six packs you're like Damn, I want six, but pa- like, but I never thought of that before. I put on a little bit of weight. Now I put on a little bit of weight, and I go, "Damn, what's up with that? How'd that guy get that? That doesn't seem normal. I want that." And so now I'm envious of people's bodies, and I'm trying to get back on my. Uh, I'm trying to get back to just skinny. I'll take skinny at this point.
1: So I, uh, I had a six pack in eighth grade. I was thinning out, but I, I did. Do you know how to get a six pack?
4: By not eating.
1: Uh, Well, don't eat, but also do a 1,000 sit-ups a day in your room. (laughs) I think I'll probably just just stream. I don't know how that – that just became something that a bunch of eighth graders I knew. We were just like, yeah, I did – how many did you do? Uh, 9.50. Oh, cool. I got to 1,035. It was like – the the 90s were a weird time, folks. All right, PK, kick it.
4: Okay. Uh, So – uh, my relationship with music this year was a little strained. Uh, I, I, I was a pretty happy guy, but musically I was more frustrated than I've let on because aside from, uh, adding vocals to some older self-defense songs and, um, some drug church songs, uh, I haven't been able to play. And my relationship with music is kind of frustrated at the moment. So, uh, I'm maybe not as open as I'd like to be. <clears throat> so, there was a lot of stuff that I appreciated this year, but it didn't like when you were talking about, I forget what record it was. Oh, the Dame record. You were talking about the Dame record and, and how it kind of stuck with you. Yes. I was frustrated to hear that. Cause I'm like, yeah, there was records I really liked, but, but I, I don't know if I had an emotional response in the way that I wanted. but that's, that's me. I'm blocked up. I got, uh,
1: yeah, you gotta, I you got gotta f- find something that's going to lubricate the pipes, buddy.
4: Yeah. I got a, a little enema. Um, but the stuff that I found interesting, okay, so Pillars of Ivory, uh that one's interesting for a lot of reasons, but I think that when we talk about Cold World, uh for a lot of people that's just a superior hardcore band, right? Yes. And that's a that's a totally acceptable answer. But it should be noted, and I'm sure they would appreciate us noting, they were trying different things, just because the core of it was this really pretty meat and potatoes hardcore. Uh, isn't to say that they weren't attempting different things like sonically or orally, you know what I mean? That sort of thing. And uh, pillars of ivory is the first band that I've heard that takes that sort of, Hey guys, let's, we also love hip hop and sucked any of the cringe right out since cold world. You, you know what I mean? Like there's no cringe here and, and it is uh very well done. Uh, and I thought it was very interesting. I, I guess, I didn't know that there was a second demo. I don't know if that's what I listened to the other day. I thought I was privy to something that wasn't released, but maybe, maybe the joke's on me. Uh, it sounded. I, I'm excited about this band's this project, whatever we're calling this. I'm excited about their future because uh, it's meticulous people doing something well. Uh, and then this one, there is some overlap. I apologize with my Brooklyn Vegan list. Uh, the uh, Terminal Nation record uh, Holocene, uh, extinction. And I just, this one caught me more than anything else in that sort of, uh, metal ish world.
1: Uh, uh, a superior record. And I feel it really is. Yeah, right. I, I like, should I'm have not included crazy. It on my crazy. It's, it's awesome.
4: It, it's like, it took me, it put me on my heels because, I didn't expect anything from it. I was, I wasn't really even aware of the band before this. I seen the name, you know what I mean? So, uh, for me to just put this on as a total, like, eh, I'll check it out. And then to be blown away was really satisfying. I thought that I think this is a really great record. Um, I want to give a shout out. So in the, I'm going to lump these two together as far as, uh, people's interests. There is a, uh, pain of truth. Uh, it, Tom, help me out. Is this, did they put out a demo before this or did they go straight to this?
5: I
3: feel like they went straight to this.
4: Okay. So this is uh, no blame, just facts. And in the same breath, I want to say the reserving dirt naps, uh, new effort, which is called another disaster. Both deserve a look from people that in our listenership that, that like it hard, you know? Um, I think that
3: you guys are whittling away at my list here.
4: Oh, sorry. <laughs> So uh, I have a beef with the Reserving Dirt Naps record. I think it deserves to sound as good as the Pain of Truth record does. Uh, and I wish that it did. I think that uh, if if not for that, these two could stand neck and neck. But I, I think that these are uh, both for the hard person, the person that wants it hard. Um, then I'm also going to say that a favorite for me uh, of the kind of uh, uh again unexpected was something that we played on uh, uh, uh when we do our radio show our facsimile radio show mm. uh wx to grind need to do uh, another one soon uh who decides i i really liked this because it took that sort of um i don't even know like maybe outbreak into trash talk into I- into that sound of just like frenetic, keep it moving. It's not fast chords. It's, it's, it's technically not even that fast.
1: Syracuse, but just, right?
4: It just keeps it moving. I think Rochester, Rochester yeah, definitely. Sorry. Western, Rochester, yeah. Definitely Western uh, New York. Um, but uh, I thought that this did it in a way that when you're good at your instrument, sometimes you can, and we've never heard of your band before. Sometimes we look at you sideways You know, like, where'd you come from? (laughs) But, uh, these guys are really good at their instruments and they play uh, like a, a very relentless style of hardcore. It just keeps going. Like, so again, it's not the fastest, it's not the most brutal. It's not, it's not any of that. It's just keeps it fucking moving every second. So really enjoyed that. That's self-titled. Uh, in the list of things that I checked out because friends were involved, and then was really shocked was that soothing record, five songs,
1: really, which
5: good. which is
4: uh, our friends from uh, the northwest. When I see the when I see the term blackened hardcore, I, what's your response to to, to that genre?
1: Mm, darkcore.
4: Okay, Tom, you got a good affiliation or a bad affiliation?
3: Um. I think it 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 could go it could go either way. It could be actually either be really good or be bupkis. There's no yeah, middle ground.
4: I agreed, and uh, so well put. Black and hardcore, sort of holy terror, all that stuff. I have a negative view of. I I thought it got pretty tired pretty quick. I thought that the influences were all the same and they were too apparent. And I just i I got bummed out on that genre before it even started. Right, and so when I saw the my friends were playing something described as blackened hardcore. I was like, "Oh no, am I gonna have to? Am I gonna have to good set these dudes? You know what I mean? Like, am I gonna have to dodge them after they get off the stage and be like?" Mm. Uh, <laughs> I I was really shocked by this. This is, uh, and I shouldn't be because it's talented people and all that, but it's it takes the corniness of blackened hardcore and turns that knob straight to zero, and it it is just kind of, um, you could, li- you could like something like rise and fall and get with this. You know what I mean? You could any era of integrity you could get with this. Um, you could even like, let's say that you like something like backtrack, but you, uh, y- y- you also like metal vocals. You like metal. This could be for you. I I was really impressed by this in a way that I didn't anticipate. I felt guilty. Actually, I should probably send some texts being like, sorry, it took me half a year to listen to your record guys. Um, but I really like that. Uh, the military gun record is the name the band. Soothing is the name of the band.
3: Oh, I didn't catch you say that. I, I heard you go on. I thought you were like bearing in the lead and you were like, and this band is called integrity or whatever. <laughs> like, like,
4: well, a, 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 for anybody that missed it. And this band is called soothing. Uh, the record is called five songs. Um, and uh, the military gun record. I I was impressed with it uh, for the same reasons that uh, Bob was impressed with the, with the Kaliki Kalik. Is it? It's not Colicky. It's, it's,
1: it's, it's Coricky.
4: um Coricky. What a terrible fucking name, man! I yeah. I can't even fuck with this band. I I hate that fucking name. Um, so I fuck with this for the same reason that Bob fucks with that, which is, oh, this is well done, and it's not. It, it it's it's open. And, and it's honest and it's, and it's attempting to reach me. And this is no diss to the shit like pile or, or, uh, 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 what is it? Uh, I, I uh, idols. Or, is that the other one? There's all these bands that people tell me to see. They, every year they're like, yo, you got to check this out. It's, uh, you know what it means. Idols so is the
3: band from the UK that everyone's like the greatest live experience. And then you watch you're like, Oh, this is, I didn't get it.
4: Oh, see. So, Here's my thing, like that kind of that like, um, like punk inspired indie. I, yes, I never connect with it, like no. ever. Because and, and not to be a dick, but I think it's because it, it might just be because because I'm an actual punk. It might be that reason. Right. <laughs> so and like
3: it's, this shit's fake.
4: Yeah, and I'm never. I'm just like and i want to like all these bands you know what i mean because no, you don't people tell me they're cool people people tell me that the, like i listen to the music it hits my ears i like it fine but there's this there's this disconnect that i don't i can't explain and um and it, honestly it's what some people are seeking no doubt you yo, know what i mean so and
1: with the right band with the right framing you know like yo i would i would say that Lungfish at times feels deeply honest and personal and raw, and at other times feels arm's length.
4: There you go. But and th- that, but that's an, exactly right. That's like the relationship that some people have with Fugazi, where I think it's arm's length. There's other people that cried at Fugazi shows. Do, do oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so it, it it's a matter. Certainly, it's a matter of perspective. But there's all these bands that do punk inspired indie that or noise inspired noise rock inspired indie that just never connect. And Military Gun is is as close as I've gotten in a number of years. And I'm I'm happy for that. So I, I'm curious what they do next. Bob's right, it's not enough it's not enough content to fucking really draw a conclusion about, but I'm happy for that. And then uh the last one from my top of the head list and I'm sure other things will occur to me just as the the uh, 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 Mindforce uh, record that totally missed my list, but now that you've said it, totally makes my list. Um, The last one is uh, this Vatican Shadow record, which is not at all a punk or hardcore record. However, it seems to have significant overlap with the metal world and fandom and that. And uh, this, for people that don't know, Vatican Shadow is like, It's like Muslim gauze in the respect that it's a one person project. That's prolific and often has like, like a really um, dedicated theme to releases or, or or in the case of Muslim gauze, a whole career and uh, everything about this. It's a fascinating study for people that don't know what this is. If you put it on somewhere, nobody would have a problem with it, but there'd be people that would really love it, but nobody would have a problem with it. And then there's, it's it's as if the title of the song informs the whole piece of art in a way that is that that um modifies your experience completely so the name of this record is uh per, uh what is it is it Persian Persian Pillars of the Gasoline Era i want to say
6: yeah
4: and uh it's songs basically seemingly based on the title about the Gulf War era and how crooked and evil that was. (laughs) And it, it, when you see the titles, you go, Oh, I'm weirdly impacted by this in a way that I was not just moments ago. You know what I mean? So, uh, I, I really enjoyed this. And I think for our listeners that might've had the year that, uh, that I did where music was hard to connect to, this might be a good place for you to start because It kind of doesn't ask a lot of you, and then you'll find yourself falling into it and feeling rewarded. So uh, it's, you know, it's like essentially, sorry, uh, Vatican Shadow, I'm just going to call this drum machine music, but excellently done. So, that, that's my that's my top of the head list. Uh, I'm confident that uh, both of you are going to remind me of other shit uh, coming soon. PK,
1: that Vatican Shadow record. Do you think that's a good spot to start with the band?
4: No, you know what? People say there's a record from like almost ten years ago that I think is the Vatican Shadow record. Yeah, um, in a lot of people's view, um, what the hell is that one called? Um, but. But this, like I said, there's nobody that would beef this. Like you could put it on and people just go, what is this? You know what I mean? Like, oh, uh, death is unity with God, I think is the one from 2014 that a lot of people would say.
1: Start here. Check that out. Okay. Yeah,
4: yeah, I think that's, but I'm no expert in this sort of music. Like I just find, I I just find this type of thing, which is uh, highly focused, but you'd never know if you didn't look into it. You know what I mean? Like I, I think that that's so – there's something very rewarding about that and you don't have to be a total snob to get
1: that. That's 100% you know? the reason I ask because I think that <clears throat> sometimes this can feel daunting even to people who are in a hardcore. And by the way, if you're in a hardcore, welcome to the most difficult style of music outside of maybe three – adjacent things to get into but i I think sometimes people feel daunted and like where do i start but but as you're describing that's i appreciate that and people should never find fault in enjoying something that they're not immersed in the world of so
6: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com.
7: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
3: Hey, this is Dewey Halpas, host of Peer Pleasure on the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Join me each week as I explore another long-form conversation with one of your favorite musicians, actors, comedians, or creatives. From Chino Moreno of the Deftones, John Gorley of Portugal, the man, to Fat Mike from NoFX and Ian MacKay from Fugazi and Minor Threat, we go all
5: over the map. From Fallout Boy to Slayer, peer pleasure has it all. Check us out now on Sound
3: Talent Media.
0: Hey, what's up? My name's Lurk, and I'm the host of Lambgoat's Van Flip
1: Podcast. Every week I have in-depth conversations with bands from all over the scene, big and small. We also like to keep our finger on the pulse and showcase up-and-coming bands on the show as well. So come check out Lamb Goat's Van Flip Podcast.
4: Oh, no. I, I, listen, that's the thing that... Uh if you ever, people are going to catch us out there. Like the people are going to catch us occasionally like copping an attitude about sub genres that I do it all the time. You know what I mean? And we try to pull back from it a little bit because you know, the function of this podcast is to get you into shit that you enjoy, regardless of how we feel about it. You know what I'm saying? So if there's, I never want anything to come off as unapproachable because it's in whatever capacity, this is a job. It's partly my job to, to make it so that you feel like, Oh, that's something I want to explore without feeling as Bob, I think is, is trying to underline here without feeling you have to be a fucking studied expert in something to enjoy it. That's right. So like in the same way that you enjoy fucking going down to the basketball court and playing with your friends and you got no intention of fucking playing in the NBA, (laughs) you can also, (laughs) Dip your toes into fast core. You know, I mean, you can can like a little light industrial. (laughs) Like, it's it's fucking fine, homie.
1: feel your way around in the dark, you grab something you like. That's okay sometimes.
4: Yeah.
1: (laughs) On that note, Tom,
3: (laughs) I'm in the dark when I reach around and grab some stuff. Hong Uh, Kong? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Wow.
1: (laughs) We're getting, we got to have the circus vibe.
3: um, My list is. Um pretty substantial. this is in, in no kind of order in no sort of hierarchy. This is just like I went through all the stuff that I listened to this year, and this is a lot of stuff that I really liked um that I think if you haven't given a chance to um you should um these you know some of these are my favorite records of the year, some of them are records that I thought were good you know or very good that i maybe i I listened to twice full trend you know um but this is stuff that i listened to over the, over the course of what i think is 2020 um for all and, you, you can know, tell right for all i can remember um like i said no order so um initiate uh lavender the ep on triple b um really really enjoyed that record uh I love you know t- the newest Touche is probably my favorite Touche more uh, Lament that's probably my favorite record of theirs.
4: Tom, can I ask you a qu- can I ask you a question about that? Yes. Um. So, these th- th- this fell into stuff that I listened to really late in in its time out. I listened to it recently for the first time straight through, and is it a little too approachable? Do you think like?
3: I mean, I, it might be, and that's why I like it.
4: Okay, because I, I found myself, and this might just be where my head is at, but I've seen Touche rip, you know what I mean? Like, really, like, play aggressive, and I kind of wanted that on this record, and it's way more approachable than I thought. It's like, I mean, our our, our listeners should check it out because it's not going to harm you. It's like, it's a, it's a wholly approachable record that you aren't, like, you might like it, you might not like it, but you can certainly give it a go. But I found myself being like, yo, I want one like heavy leaning record out of these dudes before they like become like older band guys, you know. So I, mean, I, don't, I, I don't know. It, but apparently, the approachability worked for you. Go on. Sorry.
3: Yeah, no, I quite liked it. I mean, I, you know, it's funny. Like, I think it's it's their, probably their least approachable record lyrically. Well,
4: that might mm-hmm. be true. Yeah,
1: um, but it's definitely popper. I would say. I think it's impressive to have written. is their fifth LP, I believe, we determined. I think so, yeah. And, um, yeah, fifth. Uh, To have a record that I think would serve as a very solid entry point, and we've been told this by listeners of this podcast, um, hey, I listened to that latest Touche record, Lament, and now I love this band. Uh, It's a fantastic entryway. And to say you did that with your fifth LP uh, over a decade into being a band is really like amazing impressive
3: agree absolutely and i mean i think i'd be really curious you know and we'll see hopefully in 2021 like this year probably would have been really off the hook for them off this record because i think this kind of got them outside their usual circle yeah um and i think quite honestly you know bands ebb and flow, and all this sort of stuff and and you know, I think we've talked about that before. That like they might have hit like kind of like a kind of a you know they were on the plane, you know, P L A I N. Like they were sort of like, mm-hmm. all right, we're we're doing well, yeah, doing better than most, but they haven't really made any kind of upward trajectory in a while. And I think this record was going to be there or will be there. You know, kind of them starting their trajectory back up and not just kind of, you know doing as well as they usually do. You know what I mean? I think this would have been like a big, big, big record for them. Mm. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, even I at their kind of like, we've hit like a fucking, you know, we're just, we've hit the horizon and we're just doing great. I think this would have been like even a step up from that. Gotcha. Um, if I explained that correctly. <laughs> um, uh, next, uh, Chew, Chu from uh, Chicago in due time, seven inch. Awesome, angry, mm-hmm. ripping, straight, hardcore. Fucking love it. Um, Pillars of Ivory, Genesis, and the Exodus demos. Um, I think they're coming out um, in a combined way soon. Yeah. Sometime in 2021. Um, Mind Force, swinging Swords, chopping Lords. Fucking, what can you say? Um, the MVPs. Um, Drain, California Cursed. One of the more fun records of the year. Really good record
1: that's done, Fucking that great. I think has done well and has grown the band. And in a way that the three of us would sit around the table looking at each other, hands in the air, like, wait, what, huh? If this band had put this record out and then be able to tour, because they're, we know they're lit live, like they are
3: <laughs> insane, like
1: balls of energy exploding. Um, yeah, hopefully they come out the gates hard when they can. Yeah, and I think they will, and imagine like,
3: you know, imagine your first tour on a record is a record that's been out for a year and a half.
4: Yeah, that's weird.
3: You know what I'm saying? Like, it's going to be like, you guys played two shows on this, or if that, because I think we tried to figure it out. I think they played that backyard show where they filmed the video as their only show. They might have played one or two others, but like, they didn't do any kind of, you know, any kind of touring. I wonder what that's gonna be like? Is it gonna be after a year and a half this record is gonna be you know they went from playing in front of a hundred kids everywhere to fucking four hundred kids everywhere? you have no idea right no idea. And like true. everyone knows the words because, you know because it's been out that long. It's pretty unheard of to me um also from chicago um bugging uh the bugging out record that mm-hmm. uh uh numeral Dizine put out they had to change their name because of some legal bullshit um really really good fucking straight ahead hardcore really enjoy it um record that i, I was shocked that bob didn't mention Somerset thrower paint my memory
1: no oh, very good record yeah great record um
3: not just saying that because i'm on it but um i think like you know i think once they start playing shows and i think this this record has kind of done wonders for the band and i think you know, a lot of folks are talking about them, you know, the record before this was great as well, but this really is kind of getting in front of people. So they I stepped think, up um, in a really cool way with this record and it's, yeah, uh, it sounds fantastic. Yeah. And I think, you know, be, the, being a triple B and all this sort of stuff, I think, you know, they're really kind of in front of, you know, people that had never heard them before. Like, this is, I mean, I can't tell you how many friends of mine are like that fucking summit that I'm like, yeah, they've been around it. Like they've been around for probably four or five years.
1: And you know, you know it's funny, it's just like the way things ebb and flow, like man, we just we just celebrated the Touche record that's like, hey, this is a band who has seen really, really high peaks and is really a big band, but sometimes that creates these odd things, and here they go they are, are writing a record that's like an easy get on the bus moment, yeah, and then there's a band like Somerset who's like been around, been putting out really good music but here's their their chance at having been a band i don't know 3 4 5 years whatever it is and getting a chance to like introduce themselves to people it's it's awesome the way this stuff all works
3: yeah so yeah i mean that record's great um also from lion the fight endless noise mm. i think it's an e- i can't really tell if it's an ep or an lp it's 12 inch um because the songs are are fat
1: yeah i think they at this point it's like did they did they call it an lp do they call it it's it's an ep i think they they distinguished it as such yeah because there's a lot of songs on it but it's fat i mean whatever
3: i think that's awesome i think if you like fast punk Mm -hmm. um i think you'd really fucking enjoy it um that uh milspec world house
1: Mm, really good record I thought it was a
3: cool record you know what i mean i think um the totality of like the art like the kind of artistry of it to me was the most impressive. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's I mean the record's good. I and mean, the music's
3: cool. Like yeah, it's good. Yeah. But I think they put so much thought into it that it took it up another notch.
1: Yeah, like in the same way as <clears throat> it's the same thing. The the Pillars of Ivory demos, you know, Genesis, Exodus, the single track, etc. When you put that much intent and that much thought into something, it shows, it really does. And I mean, I think everyone on this podcast has been involved with projects that it's like, hey, that came together and it turned out pretty cool. Neat. And it wasn't a lot of work. And then there's other projects where it's like, oh, let's just get this out. And you're like, mm, wish wish I had spent some time doing that more. And then there's things that's like, hey, I'm going to, this is what I want it to be like. And you put right. in the time and intent and thought and the Millspec records a huge example of that and i, I think yeah exactly uh, echo the sentiments very very well yeah i mean noted. it
3: feels like very mature like a mature hardcore record absolutely you know what i mean and you don't always get that and that's fine i mean that's cool too like you know um gulch impenetrable cerebral cerebral fortress um the, the big i mean looking at this list
1: biggest record of the year um i mean you you haven't seen my list but like it's i mean in the hardcore world it it's hard to get bigger yeah
3: you know what i mean like the most buzzed about fucking hyped record um i mean they have like i i was listening to it today like they have some like for a band that is this um kind of abrasive and like you know like the amount of people that listen to this on a monthly basis kind of incredible oh oh yes like, you know, fifty thousand a month, something like that.
1: Not shabby. Like something
3: pretty wild. Mm. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think this is this is you know, probably I would say probably along with the Mill Spec, the most talked about record of the year. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Um, as we spoke about before, Chain Reaction Figurehead, if you like mid to late '80s New York hardcore, with kind of like. With a you know with through a Belgian lens almost true um, yeah, yo, I think you know that, I
1: mean? yeah no, I mean, I think that shows that's that's kind of why I was trying to uh, um stumble through was this idea like you can tell these dudes were weaned on various metallic hardcore, right, but they're not trying to do that here per se but they're also not shying away from their roots which is really right and cool. it lends to it like absolutely. what they're trying to do. and it gives it its yeah. own unique yeah. flavor you know what i mean that's exactly. i think that's really cool yeah absolutely so yeah
3: chain reaction figurehead um i i pat with this is on his brooklyn vegan thing but he didn't mention it on this one so i'm going to We're
1: going to do a, at the end of this episode please stay tuned because we're going to do a dramatic table reading of Br- pat's brooklyn vegan entry oh, boy. we'll each just play different characters you know
3: <laughs> playing a character, um, colonial wound the that one sided twelve inch. I think it's I think it's untitled. Um, I think it came out in twenty nineteen, but it got a vinyl release in twenty twenty. So I'm counting it. Ooh. I think it's fucking awesome. If you like fucking turmoil or dead guy or kiss goodbye or anything of that ilk, um, this is incredibly well done. Uh, Big cheese punishment park again, mid to late nineties New York hardcore, but through. A, through a UK lens. Pretty fun cool. Um it's one of the records I listen to the most, not a record yet per se, mm. but hopefully it will be. The um skinhead demo, seven inch record, whatever it's called, skinhead, skinhead.
1: Yeah, that's that's right up there in um in talked about, though it was brief and I think as I said, like it's just really good. Like like it's just so much fun. Yeah. It's just like
3: like horrifying and fun at the same time. Again, it's really a personality
1: that's ble- like oozing out of the oars. Oh, absolutely. Out of yeah. The pores. yeah. yeah like I the got, charisma.
3: I got a
4: message today from a, uh, a friend who in conversation with another friend, uh, was talking about this record and said, <clears throat> you know, they're talking about how they enjoy this record, whatever. And then he said, this was <laughs> okay. This was, uh, this was a commentary from someone that we're all friends with who is, um, not known for being hard. And he says, I love it because I cannot connect with it at all, but find it hilarious and really hard. And then it's the two of them going back and forth on how it's really good. And then somebody says, uh, the lyrics are like Pat Kinlan's skinhead alter ego. And,
1: (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> is
4: that is, is that true at all? I haven't listened to this record. Is that true? Um
3: it could be someone else. I heard someone else describe it as drug church made by tough dudes.
1: Oh wow. Um, it's it's the lyrics are uh storytelling in a confrontational way. So yeah, I I mean I think it's not a I think it's a very decent comparison. You should be flattered.
4: I'm not mad.
3: I mean, they mention, like, you know what I think? They mention um, an actress, I think, from the 50s that might have been blackballed. Mm. Um, uh, Joan Seberg. I think it's Joan okay. Seberg. That is I just know it in the sure. song.
4: That was something um, I would do.
3: It, it, something alone. Like, it's like something that you would do. You'd, like, mention <laughs> this <laughs> random. Like, I had to Google it to figure out who the fuck it was. <laughs> it but I'm like, what's your read? Be like, oh, cause it's making fun of somebody for dressing like, you know, you used to be a goth. Now, like you dress like this woman. Whatever. Oh. Like my, yeah. Okay. Like the, gotcha. my
1: favorite New Jersey punk band growing up, the despised, uh, used to listen to punk, but now you're listening to strife. Look, wow. look what you've become. <laughs> you look so fucking dumb. Uh, Dan, I love the Despised. shout out. Anyways, back to 2020. <laughs> i'm throwing I off i think it was an anti straight edge song but like their core audience was definitely at least half like straight edge kids from brick so it's all right
4: yo whatever happened to anti straight edge bands
1: uh straight edge stopped being something that people needed to be anti yeah uh,
3: yeah
4: gotcha
1: we've taken a back seat next Um
3: model prisoner piss university p um i think i hipped you to this right pat
4: you did, and I I considered like electronic, it for but my list of, as, a, as an honorable.
3: Okay, really good. Um, like a a side project to some some friends, and I think it's um more people should give it a shot. You know what I mean? If you kind of like heavy, it's really kind of heavy hardcore, but it has electronic. And hopefully I'm selling this correctly because I actually really enjoy it. And then that's not something – if you were like – it's it's like metal, like metalish, almost metal hardcore with electronic flourishes. I'd be like, yeah, cool. Let me know how it goes. Um, but I think I really, really, really enjoy this. It's really well done. Um, so I, I recommend it. Um, I should probably move to Chicago at this point because next up is Karma from Chicago, Most Dangerous Game. Um, a new EP out on Flatspot fucking really good if you like heavy hardcore like there's certain bands that just do it quite well um and korma's one of them um for something completely different uh phoebe bridges punisher um i love the fact that she called this record punisher since she somehow got hip to the hardcore language or lingo of what a punisher is and named her record that um then she made. Did anyone see the post about her? Like she made like um, like holiday sweaters. Did anyone see this? Yes. People got big mad.
1: Patrick, what's the problem? The, her tweet was: <clears throat> If you are a straight edge adult Disney pass holder, boy, do I have a sweater for you? <laughs> do I have an overpriced sweater for you? Yes, and it's like you know, oh, like novelty multi you know print big print sweater like knitted sweater with punisher on it um right like those shitty like it's actually not a sweater it's a crappy it's like a
3: sweatshirt that's like printed on to look like a sweater you know what i mean yeah. like how bands do these days but like uh, i think a it's a real sweater though isn't it oh really yeah. oh then even i don't know i didn't that's think right. so because i've seen those like slayer makes them and and then you get it and you're like Oh, this is
1: just a print on a sweater. No, yeah. I, the descendants did that uh, some years ago, and I yes. disowned them. Um, <laughs> I um, uh, Nope. This is a real sweater. Well, all right. How much is it? Uh, let's see. Phoebe Bridgers store. Phoebe fucking oh, yeah. uh, $75, which uh, tracks. That is the right price. Um, okay. All right. It's, it is overpriced. Shout out, Phoebe Bridgers. We should have you on as a guest. I would love to. She was on my 2017 list, so full circle. There we go. Um, <laughs> um,
4: r- real quick, I just yeah. want to say that uh, – Mutuals
1: say Se- she's a lovely girl. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, no, right. No, no. I, I was behind her at at I
4: Honestly, I, do, I don't know what she looks like or what her music sounds like. Um, I just want to say that Gene Seberg uh, is from That's Marshalltown, cool. Iowa, and they have a Gene Seberg International Film Festival there. Can you uh, Google her? I just wikipedia her. Um, and she had a very fraught life of being harassed by the uh, US government. Um, but uh, I also want to say if anybody was actually mad at that, Tom, we got to get their names into an Excel sheet of some kind. That, <laughs> that is the most loserish thing. Everybody. This is 2021 energy now. You're not mad at anything. Shut the fuck up about that. You're mad at a tweet?
1: Yo, everything is a bit. If you're mad at the bit, you've now become a bit. Part of the bit. Yes. right? You are yeah. the worst. Yeah. Stop. I mean, I sent it to a friend of mine
3: who is straight edge, and she is a season pass holder, and she thought it was funny. Yeah, and then like yes. someone else, a good friend of mine, was like, Yo, is she making fun of us? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't have a fucking <laughs> a year season pass, bro. Um, but she and I was like, they're like, is she straight edge? And I was like, she might be. I have no fucking idea. Yeah. I just think I'm also is great.
4: what am I above being made fun of? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, shut the fuck up, everybody. Laugh.
3: Yeah. True. I mean, her her Instagram handle is called fake nudes.
4: Yeah, it's good. She's and her totally Twitter under- is Millennial more. Falcon clearly a sense of humor
3: very funny very funny woman so leave her alone leave leave phoebe bridges alone (laughs) um um oh geez sorry um code orange underneath some great songs on that i enjoyed that record hum inlet which has hit like everyone's top 10 i see i see this year yeah um i mean it was a hum record after 22 years and like i think i think it might have actually even been eric they're like they didn't change at all in 22 years, and that's cool. Mm. And I agree. <laughs> I tend to agree. Like, it's not like they're not trying to reinvent the wheel. They're like, oh, you like fucking stars? Well, here's 10 of them. You know what I mean? Mm, uh, yeah. Like, no no reason to, like, you know, reinvent the wheel. Um, excuse me one second. Uh, um, again, uh, end it one-way track.
1: Yeah. Um, Killer record.
3: Yeah, dude, it is so good, and it was to me. Maybe because maybe we're we're out of the the young person circle. Criminally underrated.
1: Yeah, this needs this needs more love from literally yes. every corner. Yeah, it's it's great. Like, if this band plays their cards right, like a eight to ten song LP ish would be with this and kind pull of energy it off ooh, it's that interesting. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah
3: um <laughs> uh termination Holocene, extinction same thing super heavy um intelligent lyrics it's f- again like like pat we're like okay I'll just check this out not expecting not knowing what to expect Not, I think expecting nothing is is shortchanging anybody but not really knowing what to expect and then being like fuck this is really good um so I highly recommend them um the Power Trip live in Seattle um, band camp record. I mean, one of the best live heavy bands in the last fucking decades and decades. Um, so shout out to Riley. Um, Pain of Truth, No Blame, Just Facts. I, I kind of put them in with um with, Korma, with um, a, a band that I was going to mention later, but I'll mention now Reserving Dirt Naps. Just like fucking heavy just fun, like heavy, hardcore. And it's like catchy and it's memorable. Um, super good. So yeah, Pain of Truth, No Blame, Just Facts, Reserving Dirt Naps, Another Disaster, fucking awesome um, Albert Ar- uh, album art, or Seven Inch Art, for the Reserving yeah, Dirt Naps. Yeah, it's... Um, is uh, that it's, Dave Wiggles? Dave- it's Linus, oh. looks good. Oh, that's right, it's Linus gordon It's Right, fucking fantastic. Um, what else do I have here? Uh, Riding Out, that Riding Out record. Ronan. Really well done i, I maybe because they didn't get to tour, but I feel like it it didn't get the fucking props that it deserved,
1: yeah, I mean that's a band that if they were able to tour that there'd be a lot of people talking about that record, you know same it's really good, lyrics are fucking cool, like yeah i mean, this
3: I think there's very very few bands out there that are like something for everybody, and I think they're one of them and in, and they're not in like a pandering way. You know, I mean, there's some bands that are like, you like fast stuff. We got fast stuff. You like mosh parts. We got mo- like, you know, like a friend to all is a friend to none. Yeah. This, I think, is just kind of like, you know, like you liked punk at one point. <laughs> you know what I mean? You may be full on fucking deathcore now or whatever the fuck. But like, there's no way you could put this record on and be like, Nah, eh, this this is not doing anything for me. It's like they're just a fucking great punk skate punk hardcore band to me. You know, yeah. Um, uh the record that i think a lot of folks have been talking about um and i think you know if I, to be fully transparent i would not want this record from many other people at at this age but um that the change record Col- closer still mm. i feel like very few people write that style of music as well as a ram and posse chris mm you know what i mean like if you were like hey i got um uh, uh, like a youth crewish band full of 40 year olds i'd be like i am out mm.
4: <laughs> Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> like no fucking thank you but you know i think you know someone had mentioned that there was kind of like um almost like a betrayed record and i could see that um i think it's really really well done if you you know there's mel- there's melody to it i think they um, take a
1: few risks on there that that would probably surprise sure. people and uh yeah, no, I mean, everything else you said, right on. You know what I mean? You know, it's it's well done. Um, going to Australia,
3: Crushed the Demoniac, Fugitive Sounds, 7-inch. Play, I played it on, I think I put it on my WA2G um, episode. Super fucking good. I mean, the band is called Crushed the Demoniac. I'm going to let you guess what it may sound like. <laughs> um, fucking New York hardcore, and it's great. A record that if I asked you, you probably wouldn't be able to tell me, but um, higher Power, 27 Miles Underwater, came out this year. Oh, yeah. Yep. Because this year was like six years and one. Um, I think it's really kind of – it's a fun record. It's a good record. If you like Orange 9 Millimeter, if you like kind of what was going on with that like – almost like post-quicksand uptick in like that style of band, like post-hardcore but like – poppy to a point Mm -hmm. um i think you'd be into this um is that like a fair kind of description of them like i feel like they're sort of they're not quicksand but they're more like orange nine millimeter-y yes
1: yeah it's kind of yeah uh if you're moshing for them there might be points where you just stop moshing and jump up and spin around in the air just like do a twizzy Uh, yeah
3: (laughs) wow (laughs) um Combust the that new EP that they put out with uh, the Fear and Templars covers.
1: Cool little move. They snuck that in. Not, I, I like not, that. Not many people are getting that notice. Nice way to uh, to keep the uh, keep the fire going.
3: Yeah, yeah, and I think you know they'll have like a new record out at some point next year. But I thought that was like a cool look for like younger folks to be like dude, a Fear cover. Like, all right, cool, man. Um, a record that um was pretty hyped. Um it kind of came out and then like the more people heard it, sort of um a lot of people jumped on board the uh be well, the weight and the cost. So it's uh, Brian McTurnan. Mm. And uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Right. So it's Brian McTernan, um, Dahlbeck on bass, uh, Mike from Darkest Hour, and two of the dudes from Fairweather, which I'm sorry, I forget their names, but we never played with them. Um I think it was kind of born out of a um, Brian McTernan kind of like did like a solo project, like or wrote these songs and then brought these dudes in to play with them. Hmm. You know what? Like super well done kind of, this is like as adult as it gets for hard. This is like adult contemporary hardcore. And I mean that in the nicest way possible.
4: I think you could sell it better than that. <laughs> I think I That might send some people running.
3: No, but I mean, it's, it's definitely, it's how many records, how many hardcore punk records do you get? For some, you know, that is written in a way that it's like, hey, I'm an older, I'm an older person now.
4: Yeah, it, it, so what's weird is that we get that in principle from dudes like Harley. But un, uh, I was going to say, unfortunately, it depends on your perspective. Uh, it's older guy with kind of a very narrow focus. And I would really like to see kind of like whatever, like the last De La Soul record. Version of hardcore where it's somebody talking about an adult life in some it, it, like, but done artfully, and that's tough. You know what I mean? Because hardcore is not that artful lyrically to begin with. So right, right. Trying to do like, mm. uh, you know, like I, I mean, to be honest, I uh, know this sounds crazy. I think Slum Lords actually comes the closest. So, so uh, drunk
1: at the Youth of Today reunion. Yeah, isn't some like, like a song about walking the dog? I mean.
4: Normal human being shit that you might find yourself doing as an adult. Today, I found out <laughs> fell down a hole of hole. Yes, no, I, I fell down a hole of Polish uh, straight edge music uh, from the nineteen nineties, and it's like I, you know, I love Earth Crisis. You know, I love that scene. I love all that stuff. But there's like a real sort of uh, disconnect from material reality. It's all uh aspirational in this like kind of uh revolutionary mode you know and it would be interesting if people i mean breakdown's a good example too like just very granular very tactile life experience talk from somebody that has life experience would be an interesting place for hardcore if it was done right
3: right sure I was just trying to, I was blanking. I was some band that put out some stuff that was like writing in kind of like, uh, that sort of mindset. I can't think of who it is. Um, but we'll, oh, what's the guy? Fuck. Singer songwriter wrote like his last record was written while he knew he had terminal cancer. Not that this is the same, obviously.
4: Oh, um, uh, in cherry your heart yeah. for a while. Uh, uh, no, not cherry, uh, chestnut, right?
3: No, not for chestnut. Um, um. People are some people like five people are yelling at their, yep, yep. their iPod. <laughs> um, uh, Warren's Yvonne. Uh, oh, sure. Yeah. And like, kind of to be able to have that like forethought, you know, like we even talked about it with like that last like Bane record, even. It's kind of like knowing that you're like, you know, like that's an adult kind of internal conversation to have, like knowing when the end is near.
1: It's it's a tough, you know, it's tough because hardcore is a youth focused music generally speaking but here we are and there's a lot of people who are not youths involved now and still active and trying to do things and how do you navigate that and you know is it like you can sing about stuff that is real to you but you couch it in a way that's more ambiguous but some people can do that well, and some people can't. And you know, where do you mix it? Like Jeff Perlin, don't give a fuck. He's he's writing about like how annoying it is that he has to go walk his dog. Walk you know, like, you know? <laughs> um, and no, I'd be curious though. Yeah, I, I like, just think it's a weird. It's it's interesting, and it's yeah, like what you both are saying. It would be interesting to see people doing that and uh, doing it well with a very clear voice of like. I I mean, McTiernan's an example. Like, he's an interesting lyricist, but he's, when it comes down to it, he, he speaks very plainly in a lot of his songs, you know, going back to Battery, you know?
3: Right, right, right. I mean, I'd be curious, like, what the reception would be from a younger person. Like, you know, would you rather you have somebody who's 15 years old and you're writing something f- like – that are that's relevant to your in, like direct interest or would you rather like hear someone sing the, about their current experience you know at, at, you know and to kind of inform your you know your path forward
1: it depends on the framing right like will it come off like this is interesting and i'm seeing their perspective and through time or will it be lol dad cool i don't i don't care about mortgages i'm 20 you know um and it could be both you know it honestly there's going to be people who take it one way and there's going to be people who uh there's going to be young people who see it and are intrigued or curious or think about it in a deep way and there's going to be others who go fuck off geezer you know and that's okay that's all right yeah um okay boomer
3: um exactly Staying in New York, uh, Perfect World War War Culture, um, it's out digitally now. It'll be out on a um, a record next year on LDB. Super, you know, well done, well played, like New York hardcore. If you like New York hardcore, you'll like this. I mean, it's really, it's pretty straightforward. Um, if you don't like New York hardcore, you probably don't like most of my list anyway. But I think it's you know, if you like Killing Time, if you like that sort of stuff, you know, this is this is completely up your alley um i spoke about reserved dirt naps already um year of the knife internal incarceration um i think this was another band that kind of got hit by the the pandemic more than most um this record we always talked about this band in the last three years and it's like fuck if they only got that like next level recording you know like they were sort of hamstrung by their previous recordings Mm. i think this is a lot a lot better and i think this is a really heavy record if you like you know i mean if you're listening to this you probably know them already so like i can't you know tell you more than you already know but um it's super it's 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 on the heavier side of hardcore um more metallic um one of the few straight edge bands left so (laughs) um respect to them check that out so it's you're the knife internal incarceration um buried alive death will find you ep that they put out beginning uh i think over the summer probably some of the best buried alive stuff buried alive stuff in my opinion um super well done like super surprising it's it's you know i don't i mean it shouldn't that's that's wrong it's not surprising because vogel and a lot of those dudes have been involved in bands the entire time so So this isn't like 20 years later that they're like hey we're gonna give this a shot They've all been kind of involved, but it's really fucking. It's really really good. Um, hopefully, they'll get to play shows next year. <clears throat> um, the band that I thought Pat was a, was was when he was talking about soothing. That I thought he was going to be like the big reveal is <laughs> um, Unreal City, Cruelty of Heaven. Yeah, yeah.
4: That, that's, Great that, record. I could have just as easily been talking about
3: him. Actually, that's I've, what I was uh, thinking, and I was a like, a lot of
4: similarities. Like,
3: Right, they're your friends, all this sort of stuff, and Joe and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, here he goes, here he goes. I'm like, oh, and I'm like, do you not say Unreal City? So I think I didn't hear soothing because it wasn't how I was expecting the, the story to end. Yep. Um, but this is the same, along the same lines. Um, if you like, you know, Cleveland hard- hardcore, you know, this is as better than that st- anybody doing that style currently. Is that fair? That is fair, right? Uh, Absolutely. I got a few more left, Bob. Stick with me, buddy. We're here. We're we, got here. we got it. We got it. We got it. We're gonna do this,
4: we I'm, do this. I'm gonna throw in hostile culture while while I think of them. Uh, another Fuck,
3: yes, exactly.
4: Another hard heavy band that deserves mention.
3: Good. Yes. Thank you. I didn't realize. I forgot that was 2020. Um, fantastic. Um, and there's so much to it, and there's so much character to it. It's
4: a lot of character.
3: Um. And uh he can say stuff.
4: mm mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah.
3: That that's, we might that's not be able point. to say, and it's fucking amazing. <laughs> um I think I might be singing on um singing on a record of theirs next year. That's cool. And he's like, You're cool if I say, you know, the F slur. I'm like, I won't say it, but you can.
4: Yeah. You, I'm like totally it, cool. Like, th- th- you should have just said to him, that's the way that works. You you can. Yeah, you're do allowed, you yeah.
3: want. Yeah, he's like, you're not going to be offended. I'm like, uh, uh, no, no.
4: Who, who am I going to be offended for? The guy saying it.
3: Be <laughs> <laughs> like, don't do this to yourself, bro. Um, so yeah, uh, shout out to Hostile, hostile Culture. Random um, salvation in times of desperation. Fucking nineties metalcore, really, really well done from Long Island. Um. That uh, One Step Closer promo, which I had to remind myself it was 2020. It's so um, good. One new song, the Turning Point cover. Fucking awesome. Their LP um, is
1: going to be awesome. Um,
3: I'll give you my email address. You want to send me like
1: one of those links that's like, you know,
3: like when it's like uh, watermarked. So like, if I send it to anybody,
1: it'll be like. <laughs> do you remember that? I don't know if people still do that now. I don't know if that's still happening. I haven't. I don't I haven't know if people send out CDs anymore. No, that's right. They're like uh, they send VRM, those like right?
3: weird websites that you can't download from. You can only just
1: stream it. Right. 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 Right.
3: Right. And I think like you get it, you have to have a particular code for you to access it. That's right. As far as I know, I haven't really been in the game in a while, but I think that's how it used to work. Um, but that, yeah, I'm very excited for what one step closer has in um, in store for 2021. Um, a record that I kind of slept on that I got into uh, more recently: Primitive Blast, Animalistic on Trouble B. Good record, really like that record, super fast, fucking brutal. Australia. Um, last and definitely not least, and there's pro- I'm de- I'm definitely going to think of other records after this and be like motherfucker, I should have mentioned that too. So I apologize if I missed out. Um, and that's what 2021 is for. We're going to make amends for anything that we may have missed in the past years. Um, Zobalba, años and Inferno. Um I, There's one band that sounds like Zobalba. And I think like, no matter where you are, if you heard one of these songs, you'd be like, there's never a guess on who it could be. It's, they have their own kind of distinct, vocal sound with nate and like just the music it's like there's nothing else that sounds like this you know like it's heavy like crowbar it's fucking moshy it's it's got some sepultura to it like latter-day sepultura um they're tuned to like x or y whatever however low you can tune your instruments without the strings falling off i think that's what they're tuned to um one of the heaviest records of the year um yeah, and I feel like all oh, their anything they come out with has been of superior quality. Artwork's great. Great band.
1: And that was my list. So we we're going to wrap up here. But quick question for you guys both: Was this a harder year on more established bands than it was for bands who are kind of either <laughs> newer or brand new? Yes.
4: I mean, doubtlessly, but I think it's also a matter of perspective. If you were due to put out a record because you're overdue or you put one out, this was a very, very, very rough year when in the first half of the year, second half of the year, it was wide open for people to, to jump in and make a space for themselves, I think, but unable to tour on stuff, people are still going to suffer and
3: right bands with expectations pretty
4: much yeah 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 so so you're all we're all saying the same thing yeah it sucked for it sucked for some people
3: (laughs) but you could be like a new band taking a shot in the fucking dark yep
1: look at those military gun monthly lessons good good music is rising to the top so shout out um keep 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 rising to the top uh everybody thank you for joining us wait tom did you have something to talk about because maybe we have some additional content
3: here hey guys hey guys can i get in on this Mm
1: -hmm. all
3: right then let's go um so we had a thought like so in the past years we've asked for friends of the pod you know other podcasters other band members all this sort of stuff to like give us their lists um nobody wants to hear us just fucking reading like this list is from joe Smith. Here's what he liked this year. Nobody wants to hear that shit. So we thought it would be an idea um, of the one-minute memo. So we got a bunch of our friends from around the country, around the world, to send in voice memos um, to outlining their top ten um, releases of the year. So um, so here you go. That's, yeah, it's that's fun to listen to. Thanks, everybody. Happy New Year. Thanks for uh, making 2020 um, – bearable bearable yeah tolerable
7: we love you guys what's up Axe to grind universe this is brian Audley from incendiary with my top releases of 2020 uh gonna dive right in keep this quick inlet from hum my number one album of the year uh the rest of these in no particular order uh, ohms from deftones phoebe bridger's punisher Somerset Thrower with Paint My Memory. Those of you who have been around since the beginning of this show may remember me shouting these guys out pretty hard um, when I was on way back when. This is by far their best material. Super proud of these guys. The Great Dismal from Nothing. Longtime fan of this band. Um, I think this is their strongest release since uh, since the first record that really made me um, get into these guys. So happy to have that this year. Buried Alive, eye-killing eye 7-inch. Eye uh, it's very rare within hardcore, particularly for a comeback record, to uh, leave you wanting more. This record did exactly that. I would love to hear more from, from Buried Alive, one of my favorite bands. And, um, you know, they, they picked it up right where they left off. Pillars of Ivory's Genesis demo. Um, this came out over the summer. hit me right at the right place at the right time, when I was in the right state of mind, and I really enjoyed that. Uh, Narrowheads, 12th House Rock, Ravening Iron from Eternal Champion. And Zobalba's Anios and Inferno, which I believe loosely translates to Years in Hell, which is pretty appropriate for 2020. A um, couple honorable mentions: Dive from I Am the Avalanche, Atlas Vending from Mets Underneath from Code Orange, and Higher Powers 27 Miles Underwater. Um, Want to take a minute and just thank Tom, Bob, and Patrick for all the support and the coverage over the years and helping. Us all feel connected and feel like we're still participating in this thing, even though we can't do so physically right now. So, thanks a lot. Uh, Happy New Year, everyone. And hopefully, I can see you in the next year.
6: Hey, this is David Anthony, writer and co host of As You Were, a podcast about Outline Trio. You're my favorite record of 2020, broken up by genre and an alphabetical order hardcore and hardcore Jace releases, buggin', buggin' out, chew in due time, destruct, echoes of life. Geld, Beyond the Floor, Gulch, Impenetrable Cerebral Fortress, Initiate, Lavender, Military Gun, My Life is Over, Regional Justice Center, both Regional justice Center and KKK Tattoo, Rotting Out, Ronin, Sial, Tara Pamusna Kuasa, Somerset Thrower, Paint My Memory, Spice, Self-Titled, Touche Lament, Metal Releases I Like This Year. Afterbirth, four-dimensional flesh, black curse, endless wound, cosmic putrefaction, the horizons toward which splendor withers, crust, and a dirge becomes an anthem, cryptworm, reeking gunk of abhorrence, evaporated sores, ulcerous dimensions, exaugurate, chasm of rapturous delirium, faceless burial, speciation, internal rot, grieving birth, necrot, mortal, nimbifer, demos one and two, pizzazu, mestor and kinsey ripped to shreds luan snorlax two spirit possession self-titled sumac may you be held svart black waves undeath lesions of a different kind undergang aldrig i live it warp chamber implements of excruciation worm gloom lord and uh here's stuff that doesn't really fit into a genre but i'm gonna go quick bad history month old blues exhalance atonement gia margaret mia Jargrit, Growing Stone, I Had Everybody Snowed, Mike Huguenot, X. the three Nomdi releases from this year, Black Plight, Brat, and Crazy Carl, Francis Quinlan, Likewise, Slow Mass, Music for years 2 and 3, Talisounds, Acquiesque. And that's all. Thanks to Axe to Grind. Thanks to you for listening. Hope you enjoyed uh, these records. Have a good 2021. <laughs>
5: What's up, extra grind? My name is Danny Makabe from New Westminster, British Columbia, and we're here talking about the top LPs of 2020. Uh, first off, big shout out to the Axe to grind guys, Bob, Tom, and Patrick. You guys do amazing work. Thank you for the hours of content you provided us uh, for listening uh, all throughout 2020. Big shout out to Tom for including me in this. I, I really appreciate it. Couple honorable mentions: Core and Cora Jace, uh, Force, Swing and Swords, Chopping Lords. That thing absolutely rips. Big Cheese, Punishment Park on Triple B, Punitive Damages. We don't forget. Shout out to those. Guys. Guys, they're from here in Vancouver. Gouge Away released a single on Death Wish with a really sweet Pixies cover on the B-side. Self-Defense released a bunch of sweet uh, digital-only singles throughout the year as well as the Australia AP finally coming out on run for cover. Uh, Heavy Discipline put an LP on Painkiller. That is awesome. Uh, Low Shade Double Feature, 7-inch EP, super limited. Bob was actually the one who kind of hit me to that. He mentioned it a couple times on, on one of the episodes. And then Soul Glow's Song Seed at the Sun Um such a great uh, record, um, so just yeah. Um, now on to LPs, we will be real quick with these. These are in uh, chronological order. Chubby and the Gang Speed Kills, Dan Deacon's Mystic Familiar, Waxahachie's St. Cloud, Jeff Rosenstock's No Dream, Corky's self-titled record on Discord, uh, big uh, sleeper one out of nowhere for me is a record called Mia Gargret by a solo artist from Chicago named Gia Margaret. If you're into um, kind of ethereal, um, ambient musics, um, really, really awesome record. Phoebe Bridger's Punisher, which I'm sure will be on Tom's list. Um, it's the best work of her career as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Spring. As Lost Through Collision Sprain are an awesome post-hardcore band from LA If you are a fan of Fell to Low's record on Revelation a couple years ago You owe it to yourself to check this album out Specs World House um, Awesome Countryman of Mine uh, You know, record from Toronto And then finally Touche Amore's Lament, um, another strong album In a discography of strong albums So thanks again for uh, Asking me to be a part of this guys And uh, happy 2021 to everyone listening at home
7: What's up, gentlemen? This is Brennan Garone from Incendiary. Here are my top ten albums from this weird ass year, in no particular order: Higher Power, Twenty Seven Miles Underwater, Dmas The Glow, Somerset Thrower, Paint My Memory, Spirit Adrift, Drift, Enlightened in Eternity, Nothing, The Great Dismal, Code Orange, Underneath, Dua Lipa, Future Nostalgia, Nasty, Menace, Hum. Inlet, and Tame Impala, The Slow Rush. Thank you, and Happy New Year.
2: Hi, everyone. This is Tim Crisp from As You Were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio, Better Yet, and Road to the Skeleton Coast with Brennan Kelly. I want to thank Tom, Bob, and Patrick for inviting me to participate in this collection of lists. Also, being So supportive and such great homies. Uh, I did mine in alphabetical order. I have a difficult time not including everyone. So, (laughs) but I did. I made a top 10. And uh, those records were Inlet by Hum, Illuminati Hotties, Free IH, the Lawrence Arms Skeleton Coast, Milk Belly's Pith, Namdi released a few records this year. I'm going to go with Brat. Rat Boys, Printer's Devil, Soul Glow, Songs to Yeet at the Sun, Super Crush, Soto Pop, Toner, Silk Road, and Touche Amore's Lament. 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 Thanks, y'all. What's up, everybody? This is Jay Reason from Diablo's Den Podcast and Static Air Records. These are my top records of 2020 in alphabetical order. Shout out to Axe to Grind for letting me share Change, Closer Still Deftones, Ohms Drain, California Cursed Hatebreed, Weight of the False Self I am the Avalanche, Dive Pillars of Ivory with their two demos Genesis and Exodus Touche Amore, Lament And the
0: Teamsters demo Hello, this is Brian Murray Permanent fill-in Uh, Unverified Internet Hater, um, Occasional Axe to Grind Guest, uh, The Ten, records that I like this year in no particular order, um, the Tobin Sprout Empty Horses record, Truth Cult Off Fire, I feel like this one maybe dropped off people's radar after it was released, it kind of came out right at the beginning of the pandemic, um, very good still, uh, Millspec, World House, Destruct, Echoes of Life, Hum, Inlet, uh, Mary Lattimore, Silver Ladders, USA Nails, Character Stop. This one most people probably haven't heard. Uh, Pushmash shit from England, out on Hex Records. Uh, pretty dope. Lithics, Tower of Age, Raspberry Bulbs, Before the Age of Mirrors. Drew McDowell, Agalma. Um, That's it. Most of those records were made by people who are uh, not young, so young people maybe should step it up in the coming year. Uh, There were two EPs that I liked quite a bit as well, the Public Acid Condemnation EP and the Scarecrow uh, Revenge EP. I think uh, Scarecrow is recording another 7-inch, and I'm pretty excited to hear that when it comes out. Also, today seems like an appropriate day to say this, uh, considering recent events, but Killing Time is, in fact, the best New York hardcore band of all time.